Bloomington's police chief says the availability of guns has increased significantly with deadly results. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I'm Jasmine. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, and this is the WGLT's The Leadoff. Support for The Leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington. Connecting business and leisure travelers to the world on American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. CIRA, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with Bloomington's police chief sharing new data showing that concerning rise in gun violence in his city. More from WGLT's Charlie Schlenker. Chief Jamal Simington briefed the city council this week on his department's annual report. He notes positive trends on several fronts, including fewer crimes against people and fewer citizen complaints against officers. Gun violence is the exception. There were five gun homicides, 15 other people shot, and 42 shootings overall in 2022. Those were all increases. There was a 53% spike in overall weapons offenses. Um, it is concerning, um, but it's it's one we will continue to, to give our full effort to, um, to, to control. Simington says the availability of guns has increased significantly. Across the board, it, it appears that because of the availability of guns, they move within communities. They come from um, other states um, into communities where there's a demand, there's a, there's a source. Simington says many other U.S. cities are seeing similar trends, and he says it's even worse in places like Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria, which each saw over 100 shootings last year. As much as you would think laws would, would be able to manage or uh, deter that, that type, type of behavior, um, we're, we, found, we have found that it's challenging. More, more so today than it has been previously. The city of Bloomington is using part of a half-million-dollar state grant on gun violence prevention. That includes a new gun buyback program, gun lock purchase initiative, and youth summer camp focused on problem-solving and conflict resolution. For The Lead-Off, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Authorities say a 60-year-old Bloomington man, Rick Plorda, was the person killed when his vehicle veered off I-55 in Tawanda and went into a pond Monday night. The coroner says Plorda drowned. A prominent Bloomington attorney, Jim Ginsky, has been disciplined by the body that oversees lawyers in the state of Illinois. He violated a court order by providing privileged documents to an expert witness in a medical malpractice case. And the Children's Discovery Museum in Uptown Normal has hired its new director of education, Nick Papenow from Aurora. He previously worked for a Glen Ellen school district. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Nearly 200 rural hospitals across the country have shut their doors over the past decade. And in the ones that have stayed open, maternity wards are becoming a rarity. WGLT's Lindsay Jones takes a look at the problems facing hospitals in central Illinois. About a month after Lincoln Memorial Hospital shut down its labor and delivery unit, Logan County dispatchers took this call. Hello. Uh, we are on our way to Springfield uh, where we called. We're supposed to call you guys. We're, we believe we're having a baby. You're having a baby. Okay, where are you at? Uh, we're in Elkhart. But this delivery wasn't happening at home or even in town. I just got off the interstate. This baby came on an exit ramp on I-55 less than two minutes after the 911 call was placed. Oh, my God. Hey, we, we had a baby. 
She had the baby. Okay. Is the baby breathing? Baby's breathing. Eyes are open. According to the rest of that call, mother and baby did as well as they could for birthing near an interstate until first responders arrived minutes later. Having a baby on the side of the road is no one's idea of an ideal birth. At the same time, as OB units at small rural hospitals close their doors, the scenario is not unheard of. You know, they're traveling, they go into labor. Well, they pull over and you can deliver, but now we're seeing more and more of that. That's Pat Scow, the executive director of Illinois Critical Access Hospital Network, a nonprofit that connects 57 small rural hospitals across the state. Scow says a disturbing pattern has developed. OBU units started to close, you know, about 10, 15 years ago, and I think we just thought it would just get better and you know, then another hospital closes, and another hospital closes, and then the, the gaps get to bigger and bigger and bigger. In that context, Lincoln Memorial Hospital shutting down its OB unit last December was far from unprecedented. There's a host of issues facing rural hospitals in general. Staffing is one of them. Rising costs is another. Scow says the one challenge that's consistent with all of these hospitals that had or still have OB units is Medicaid reimbursement rates. You know, the funding is really, you know, the biggest issue. It's not a Medicare funding issue, but it's a Medicaid funding issue. The National Center for Health Statistics' most recent data shows that over 40 percent of births in the U.S. are financed by Medicaid. That's the public health insurance program for adults and children with limited income and resources. And the majority of patients utilizing OB units at these rural hospitals are on Medicaid. Megan Hyam is an administrator at a rural health clinic in Litchfield, south of Springfield. One of the only offices that does prenatal care between St. Louis and Springfield. The clinic covers about five counties and has about 20,000 active patients. Hyam says the patient base is very heavy on Medicaid and Medicare. The rural clinic that Hyam is based at is an independent practice, but its obstetrical physicians do rounds and deliver babies at the nearby St. Francis Hospital. A lot of places, they don't have the support of a larger system, so they're forced to close, essentially. You know, they cannot make it work. There's also the issue of the number of births happening at these hospitals. They've been on the decline for some time. That's partly because of rural population loss and aging trends, but there are other factors, too. Pat Scow with the Illinois Critical Access Hospital Network says it's going to take creative thinking to come up with the solutions. Do we start looking at how do we work it out so there's some kind of a Jason OB center or something like that? You know, or, or do we reimburse hospitals for having OR available? They're Medicaid and they have OB services. I don't know. We have to rethink the formula. In Livingston County, north of McLean County, Catholic Hospital System OSF announced yesterday it would begin sending OB patients to OSF St. Joseph in Bloomington to deliver, instead of at its Pontiac-based St. James Hospital. Births at that hospital have fallen from over 500 a year down to 10 to 15 a month, according to OSF. I'm Lindsay Jones. You can read a deeper version of this story right now at WGLT.org or listen for part two of Lindsay's reporting tonight at 5 on WGLT's news magazine, Sound Ideas. And before we let you go, the Unit 5 and District 87 school boards both meet tonight at 6.30. Both will be hearing presentations on the budget. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Jasmine, from Parkside Elementary School in Normal. You can subscribe to the Lead Off podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.